Welcome to this hostful edition of the Canvas Casters podcast, as Marcus and I have decided to give a quick update on things going on inside our districts and how we are currently being affected by COVID-19. This episode originally was supposed to have a guest, and we were going to talk more on Mastery Paths. We're going to try to break down some of the best things we've seen come out of the last few months and how Canvas LMS is helping us both achieve digital instructional continuity, whatever you'd like to call it, remote learning, online learning. I think our goal of this episode is just help you kind of break it all down. Something that's really happened over the last 24 hours is a group of Canvas Jedi have gotten together and are developing a first in a series of support webinars, which will start Monday, March 16th at noon Eastern time. Some of the best in the galaxy are really coming together to help the cause, share ideas, create solutions, because we're all in this together at this point, Canvas fam. Follow at Canvas LMS on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you're subscribing to our Canvas Caster podcast, as well as some of the social media platforms that are out there for you to be involved in the Canvas community. All of those will be able to let you know on when these things are happening so you can stay in the loop. Marcus, what are some of the things that are happening right now in your neck of the woods? I know it's a really crazy time. Yeah, it's like everyone that I am talking to both in my district, around the state, around the country, uh, in, in, you know, our sort of PLN, it's consistently people are very anxious, uh, nervous about, you know, how to best serve students in this completely new environment. And um, I've had a bunch of conversations over the last week or so, and a lot of voices saying a lot of different things, right? Especially folks that are listening to the podcast today. uh, You're probably hooked in on social media, and it is just, I think it's overwhelming. I really think it is an overwhelming amount of content. And I, I get it. Like, I get... Everyone wants to be helpful. Uh, I get why principals and you know superintendents are are emailing their corporations and tweeting these you know 101 ways to do distance learning, all that stuff. I get that um, because truthfully, like you said, everybody wants to be helpful. Um, and and my worry and my concern is just I'm always thinking about being the teacher. Um, I'm in a coaching role, but I'm thinking about being the teacher. And if I'm a teacher who uh, is still maybe in a little bit of shock at what is on the horizon for me, if I'm a teacher who doesn't feel tech savvy, if I'm a teacher who feels uncomfortable at best with technology, and now I'm looking at what's on the horizon for me... I need somebody, whoever that person may be, I need somebody to sift through all of that stuff. Find me the things that are going to work for me, that are going to be impactful, that are not going to cause me stress, but are actually going to ease some of my stress and are going to be things that my kids are familiar with and can work with. And so... If, if I'm, you know, if, if anything comes from me to the listeners in this episode, please be a voice of reason. Please be a, a voice of a person who's going to maybe do some of that dirty work of sifting through and then just focus on small numbers of things that can be impactful and useful. Stuff that we've always 
kind of harped on it. It's interesting, and I think a lot of coaches feel this way now, people that are, you know, instructional coaches in their districts, um, and Marcus and I are in those roles, so it's easy for us to speak to, but it's kind of like we sit back and we're like, well, we told you this day would come. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. we knew at some point you you were going to have to be exposed to some sort of remote or on-demand learning, and uh, now that they're being forced into it, we they do feel overwhelmed, and honestly, as a coach, we feel that way too. I, I think I had to put my phone down at some point yesterday and just walk away. And we hope that there are a number of resources that that have spoke to you and things that you're like, oh, this is great. We could try this or use it. But just remember to keep it simple with your teachers and make sure that they're not feeling overwhelmed. I know that's something that I have tried to do over the last, you know, 24 hours is just let them know like, hey, I'm here. I'm supporting you, whatever you need, but let's not try to do all of the fancy things that you wanted to do, <laughs> right. you know, a, a month and a half ago. Let's let's try to do some of the basics just so we can survive over the next, you know, two, three, four weeks, however long this thing right. is. Right. And that goes right into one of the other big messages that I think is, I think is important for people to keep in mind is just that nobody, nobody was or is fully prepared to go completely online with their with their teaching practices if you're teaching in a conventional classroom. The only people that are prepared for this are the people that do this for a living. <laughs> um, so we're all sort of customizing and, and learning on the fly. And I think that, again, if I'm putting myself into the shoes of a, of a classroom teacher today, I'm probably looking at the next few weeks month, whatever it may be. And I'm thinking, I just need to sort of give me tools for the tool belt, but let's keep the tool belt reasonable. I get that people are stressed and maybe feel uh, fearful uh, because truthfully, probably everybody has got some level of that sort of transition into talking about some real world scenarios and applications and so forth. Uh, at Twin Lakes, we are one-to-one. We are one to one K through 12, and we do send those devices home when necessary. So right out of the gate, I feel uh, a little bit better. I feel blessed and lucky, frankly, uh, because just in that alone, it, it dawned on me at some point when I was on social media recently that probably the majority uh, of schools are, are embarking on this whole thing truthfully for the first time. As in, they they don't utilize e-learning. They the devices don't go home. So that to me is just wild. So if you're a, if you're a teacher in a district like that or a coach, um, I cannot stress enough how important it is for you to just breathe <laughs> and uh, and sort of just find a couple of folks that you can sort of depend on and and trust the people around you. Uh, and, and just sort of do your best uh, because that's a whole different beast. At Central Nine in preparation, I think I remember three weeks back, it was like, what is what does our plan look like if we had to go to something like this? And it was pretty straightforward. Our spring break was coming up. If we were to take off a week or two weeks before or a week or two weeks after, uh, we knew that we would be essentially ready. As you know, Marcus, this is our first year with Canvas. <laughs> and we had conversation last year, which was, do we need a full-blown LMS at a career center? Boy, would I look silly now if I had answered that question, no. 
<laughs> right? We would be uh, we would be in a little bit of trouble. And I honestly said this before on social media. I believe that we were prepared. Uh, we we started this very early on. We had those conversations. We were meeting and talking about e-learning almost every professional development we had over the last two or three months. And Canvas has been there to help us. I think there's one thing that we can talk about this episode that we feel like is kind of a game changer in all of this and something that I didn't really know a whole lot about was Canvas conferences. You know, how how could we develop a space? You know, everybody's jumping on the Zoom bandwagon. But at some point, I want to keep things, we talk about keeping things simple for our teachers. I wanted to keep it simple for them. I didn't want them to have to download another program, sign up for another account. Like it's baked into Canvas and this is what it looks like. That was kind of an aha moment that I had was like, oh, this this is a thing and this is how it works. And just that big blue button integration and the way that Canvas conferences works for teachers has just kind of been a little bit of uh, a little bit of one of those things. It's like, I got you. I know things are crazy. I know you're a little scared, but I got, I got you, you know, and, and that's made things a lot easier uh, specifically. Are there any specific tools in your district or you think that might be helpful when you're looking at going to this long term? Yeah. So I, uh, and, and you and I talked about this. I was, <laughs> I jokingly said, you know, some folks might be familiar with the, the Dos Equis uh, advertisements, the <laughs> right. most interesting man. Um, I felt like I was the most popular man in, in my corporation over right. the last week or so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, man, it, there were lots of interest and lots of uh, conversations. But uh, I, at one point... Uh, met with on Friday, I met with the seventh grade teachers in our in our middle school, and they just wanted a refresher on the media options. Uh, I had already trained them on just being aware of the media recorder in announcements and assignments. And we'd already had the conversation about when your students are at home, that's not their comfortable learning environment. It's comfortable because it's their home, potentially. That's not where they're used to learning. So I I urge them to, as much as possible, trim the fat with the text-based instructions and get it down to some bullet points and then deliver the instructions uh, via video so that kids can see your face. They can hear your voice. They can see the bullet points as well. And so you're getting more learners that way. And so we, we revisited that and reminded them of that, which I think was helpful for, there were a few teachers that were like, yep, this is what I use every time we have a snow day. Uh, But there were a few that, that definitely appreciated the update and reminder. And then we also spent some time with conferences and went through the how to uh, of that. And the, the how-to of conferences, honestly, <laughs> the most complicated thing was just in the in the event that conferences wasn't visible for the students to just go into the settings and move conferences so that it was visible for students. A lot of teachers didn't realize that they could customize that navigation bar. Um, so when I told them that, that was, I was like, I almost had to like rein them in and say, now wait, before you get excited about changing all of the things, <laughs> let's focus on conferences because this is the most urgent. Um, but showed them that and then we just sort of went through uh, conferences and talked about it. And you know, like you said, we always talk in, in online d- design and, and instruction, at least with Canvas. I always want to keep learners in Canvas, right? I I know that it's very easy to just link out, link out, link out. Uh, and so, but what that does 
I think, is just complicate the experience because then you've got all these tabs and and, and sometimes it covers up the canvas instance and you got to let kids got to hit back. And so we spent some time talking about conferences, but we also talked about some very basic things like uh, why not embed this YouTube video into the assignment rather than link out. I think what it's done is it's forced a lot of us to drill down to the basics and make it simple for the user. If we're going to start thinking about how kids are interacting with this LMS, why are we sending them to a different platform? You know, why, why are we having them go somewhere else to get more content? We've made it harder on them. Canvas is kind of the best thing about it is that it kind of houses a lot of these things that we love, right? We can embed flip grids. We can embed the Microsoft accessibility tools. We can embed all these things that it does is happening right inside their platform. So we don't have to confuse the user and have them try a different tool or something they might not be familiar with because we're in this emergency situation. Right. But that's what I love most about it. And I think that's why when I was talking to teachers very early on, it was like, here are the basics. And I know that that session that Canvas is going to do, the little the little mini webinars starting tomorrow, that session will be with, oh, Canada, <laughs> uh, Chris, who's going to really uh, show all the basics. Right. I think it's his he calls it be a Canvas Jedi in three steps. And that's going to be incredible to start this webinar series that they're developing because, again, we're showing you the basics because, honestly, you'll be able to get by these next few weeks with the basics. And there are going to be people there to support you, coaches like Marcus and I, the Canvas fam, and the fact that everybody's kind of stepped up and said, hey, let's do these mini webinars that will help our Canvas LMS users or help our community of people that might be feeling overwhelmed with the gobs and gobs of content that's been thrown their way in the last week. Again, it's the less is more thing, but also like... If you're a teacher who uses Flipgrid or, uh, you know, one of these other sort of go-to tools, Newsy LA, or it depends on who you talk to, Newzella or News, you know, these types of things, ReadWorks, uh, all these digital platforms that that you maybe have used in the past, I feel like it's easier to reimagine an application for one of these tools than to start adding a bunch of new tools. Uh, and, and so I use Flipgrid as an example. Um, and I just had a conversation on social media this morning about uh, a, a friend of ours reached out on Twitter and said, you know, I need some help with my my uh, related arts teachers uh, in terms of like what things they can be doing because it's it's super complicated for them to do things like that virtually. And so I, I just chimed in and said, you know, for example, I keep bringing up Flipgrid because there's just a lot of different ways to utilize it and it works very nicely in Canvas. But, you, you know, what about the music teacher the third grade elementary K through five music teacher, what can they do? Oh, they can show the fingerings on the recorder uh, in their video and then have students do the same thing in their video back. Um, PE teachers um, can can model uh, certain movements, stretches, uh, and then have students then uh, sort of mimic and and do that do those as their response. Uh, So these types of things where we're maybe used to using a tool in one certain way, 
maybe it just is going to kind of help us as educators open our minds to what else can be done with this thing that I am comfortable with. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what people come up with with some of these sort of popular uh, platforms and tools. It'll be an interesting time over the next couple weeks um, or month or however long this takes to get back to normal, right? Uh, but we know that we wanted to sit down, have this chat, because I think it was an important one, especially in the context of what's happening on social media 24 hours a day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. um, which tends to be, here's a spreadsheet of 150,000 tools that you right. can use while you're, <laughs> here's, while you're here's taking this break. 98 websites that you've never heard of right that are now giving you the thing you never heard of for free i'm i'm trying to be optimistic obviously it's a it's kind of a weird time (laughs) in our world and the optimism comes from like what happens in three weeks from now where teachers are sort of forced into this exposure of of remote learning where the possibilities go what they're able to create when they have time to create and I'm just I'm just excited about that. What are you, what are your thoughts? Like, how are things changing day to day with you? I kind of want to be optimistic in, in in a very similar way to you in terms of it's the classic thing, right? It's the when push comes to shove, you know what's going to happen. And so, in this case, we as educators you know, basically worldwide have been kind of pushed into a situation that most of us are uncomfortable with to begin with. And so it's kind of like our, you know, are we going to step up? Uh, and I kind of, I kind of like that sort of, I don't, I don't know if underdog story is it, but I kind of feel that vibe. I kind of feel like I have a lot of teachers that have reached out to me, both from my district and outside of my district who are just like, let's do this. Like, let's figure this out. It's that step up mentality. We could do two things. We could sit at home and say, no idea what I'm going to do Monday morning. (laughs) Or we can kind of hunker down and say, okay, I'm going to learn the basics. I'm going to make sure I'm supporting my students in whatever form possible. Most of us are pretty lucky. Spring break coming up. We already kind of had planned that nothing was going to happen during this crazy time. But uh, we're also doing remote learning for a week or uh, remote learning for a week after. I just can't wait to see what that brings over the next few weeks. I'm, I'm being very optimistic about it. And don't forget, following those hashtags, Canvas Fam, at Canvas LMS, Twitter, Facebook. There's tons of people to support you. We're actually recording this podcast the day that a lot of this stuff is being announced and released, which is kind of exciting. But I, I know that there's just a crazy um, group of Canvas LMS that people that have gotten together and said, hey, let's create kind of these mini webinars. So you'll see the links. We'll be reaching tweeting and it'll be a a really crazy time and and a fun time. I think something that might help those users that are feeling a bit overwhelmed. Thanks for coming to Marcus and I's TED Talk uh, Coffee with the Canvas Casters today as we're dealing with COVID-19 and whatever situation that may bring you as an educator. Again, check out the Canvas fam hashtag. Follow us on social media. Follow us Canvas LMS on social media as well. And you guys should see all kinds of great webinars coming up. Remember, we don't work for Canvas. Canvas works for us. Did you just attempt to do a jingle? I did. That just happened. Oh.